Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon show. Andy has the menu for us. I do. I love the fact that John's standing arms length. He's only got short arms. We had a chat. We had a chat with Matt Lorenzo. We did. He was, that was good. Form. Yeah, he's done a new series with Ray Winston. Yeah. Um, John Ketley told us a bit about the weather. He would do. He's a weatherman. And he talked Burnley as well. Yeah, it's not why we got him on. No. Yeah. And Ali Ross was on good form. He was talking about Scotland's game tonight against the Czech Eleven. That's right. That plus don't ask me and some very very good texts and emails from uh, your good selves. Here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. The Djokovic incident, that was shocking, wasn't it? It was really shocking. Oh, yeah. But it could have been a lot worse, actually. He, he might have invited the line judge to uh, that after-tournament party where half the guests got the virus. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Come around to one of my worse. parties. Just give a printed invite. Yeah. Uh, we're we're going to talk about yeah, that later. That yeah. later. And uh, I felt for Henry Winter and Charlie White on Saturday. They spent the whole of the week in Iceland mm. quarantining in their hotel rooms for that. <laughs> Oh, what a terrible game! It wasn't, wasn't it? great. It didn't it? Didn't really hold the attention, did it? I mean, what did we expect? All the players were undercooked against a very defensive side, and you know, you got kind of what you expected. Really. Yeah, but it's it's the flaw. It's it is the one flaw in the wonderful game of football that a team like Iceland, if they're well drilled, if they're well organised, they can do that. And it, you're always so pleased when the negative team gets done late like that. I know you are. That's I you, you love well, that. Well, because know, they, they didn't deserve Icelandic anything. For Chardin, they deserve nothing. Even when England went down to 10 men, they just did nothing. Mm. So, you know, oh, it's a terrible game. Where do you stand on uh, James Ward-Prowse and the Shahid Afridi situation? Yeah, so exactly why he's <laughs> calling it. Yeah, uh, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Uh, it's gamesmanship, but you know, you know, the yeah. bloke had the chance to move the ball if he wasn't happy with the spot, yeah. and, and it worked. You know, so I think fair enough, really. They didn't talking deserve of, anything, Iceland. They talking didn't. of kings of gamesmanship, Andy. Later on, we're going to talk to Andy Brassel about um, Luis Suarez, who, ne- who needs to become an Italian citizen. Uh, I think mm. he can via his wife 
to uh, play uh, for Juventus because they're basically they've taken up their quota mm. of overseas players. So he has to pass this test. Oh yeah. Some of which is to speak some Italian. So yeah. I don't know what he has to say, yeah. uh, and also answer cultural questions about the country. One of which I understand is <laughs> who was the Uruguayan footballer who bit Giorgio Chiellini in the 2014 <laughs> World Cup group game? Really, if that was one <laughs> of the <laughs> questions, what if he got it wrong? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you saw this photo on the weekend of uh, London Mayor Sadiq Khan playing tennis with key workers at Wimbledon during an event to thank uh, the NHS. Yeah. And he's going mad. He's celebrating like mad. Look, he's won again. He probably a competitive be- mayor. Oh, no. He probably beat some bloke who hadn't slept for a week. <laughs> Incredible, <laughs> right. isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Well done. Imagine oh, it going up to take that, son. I've just come off a 14-hour shift, mate. Give me a break. It's embarrassing, isn't it? <laughs> really, really. Still nice to play at Wimbledon, so yeah. it probably was quite exciting. And uh, <laughs> I do love the two stories that went out the window the weekend mm. after mm. Messi did that late U-turn on Friday night. Uh, Oliver Harvey, who is a brilliant journalist for The Sun, went up to Manchester with a, a Messi lookalike. Did you see that story? Yeah. <laughs> and Because uh, they had it all planned and everything, but they had to sort of change it. And he said, the world's greatest football has moved to Manchester, mm. fell through yesterday, but we toured the city with a messy model to show him what he's missing. Well, he's not missing anything. <laughs> and it wasn't even him. It was Andre Louis Pay to uh, it took him to Etihad and all over. But uh, nice. There you go. Our old mate Bill Burrow, City fan, who we spoke to about this last week. He said, "I told you we were being played. Let's see which media outlet mm. is the first to say in a piece that City was snubbed." <laughs> you know they will be. Oh, uh, yeah. Messi snubs Sydney. Yeah, it's think a very did. interesting story, and we'll, we'll chat to mm. uh, Andy Brassel. Yeah, he's got his first training session uh, mm. this evening. Where he's got to go into the training ground. He's, they're going to work him harder. He's going to be beasted, I think, by the coaches <laughs> because they've, they've got a week on him now. So they're going to be wor- working him hard. And good to see North Korean leader Kim Jong Un alive and well. Oh, great to see him up and about. Oh, it's it? great. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, there he is in a pair of readers' offer trousers. <clears throat> oh, yeah, really tremendous. You'll never wear them out. <laughs> Seven ninety nine available in eight colours. <laughs> Don't get too close to an an electric fire. Anyway, the other story was an Oasis reunion could hold the key to Lionel Messi coming to Manchester. (laughs) Well, it could have been when you actually wrote the story, but now it's changed. (laughs) So, um, got something to get you involved with this afternoon. Uh, Andy uh, took me back to my past, to the early 90s uh, last night, because uh, somebody sent you a a, a little piece from... Rob Stokes. Yeah, from 90 Minutes magazine from back in the day. Yeah, that's right, Rob Stokes. And it was... um, uh, a feature we did with Richard Keyes when Richard was presenting on the Sky Sports in the very early days. You may remember that, those first couple of years they had that very night, that sort of Monday night football, very American sort of NFL yeah, yeah, feel yeah. to it. And they would put Richard in these really garish jackets, mm. kind of mustard coloured and sort of bright green jackets <laughs> as if were. he was on uh, American TV. <laughs> and I think um, the, I think he, he went off them, put it that way. And uh, we went along and interviewed him at some tailor's shop somewhere when I think Sky had finally relented and put him in normal clothes. <laughs> so <laughs> so I can't remember who did the piece. One of our guys did the piece. And in, he whether Richard offered the jacket mm. or as a competition prize or whether he asked for it, but that's what they did. Yeah. He said, this mustard jacket or this kind of bright yellow jacket that I've had to wear for two years, uh, rather than me burn it, would you like it as a competition <laughs> prize? So we did. So we had um, your chance. To, you you showed show me yesterday. I'd, I'd forgotten how it was presented. But your chance to win Richard Key's jacket... <laughs> 
And as far as I remember, <laughs> we said after hours of pleading, <clears throat> excuse me, Richard Keyes has given us his famous yellow jacket and matching tie, not forgetting the exclusive Sky Sports enamel badge. Briefs not included. I think that was probably... I'll make <laughs> three, Dave Cottrell three, wrote that. quid. Yves Saint Laurent. It's a 300 quid jacket. It was a beast of a thing. Um, and I, I remember we, we gave... This mm. was in 1994. We gave it away. Uh, and and yeah. I think we had quite a lot of competition entrants. So you see someone swaggering around uh, a game in the early 90s. <laughs> I think that's what Rob said to me afterwards. He said, does anybody know whether the bloke ever wore it yeah. out? You have, you, have you still got the jacket? Do let us know if you won it in 90 minutes back in September 94. Because I once won the late Ed Stupot Stewart. I, want, I once won his parking ticket. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, into the competition. He was giving away a parking ticket mm. that he'd got. Did you have to settle it for him? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a right scam, isn't it? That I is. Know. This is my speeding <laughs> ticket as well. Take three points for Ed Stew Potts. No, of course, that never happened. No. But uh, we're after unusual competition prizes. When you look back, you think, well, why did I even enter that competition? Mm. And, and now I've won it. So uh, some of the weird and wonderful things, competitions you've entered, won or not, uh, weird and wonderful, uh, let us know. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. James in Manchester said, when my nan passed away, we cleared her room and found a five kilogram bag of whey protein in the wardrobe. <laughs> Turns out she'd won it in a raffle at a care home a few weeks back. Fantastic. She's always build, bit of body for the weights room. James, thank you for that, for kicking us off. That's brilliant. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. You've been telling us about those uh, competition uh, prizes that uh, you won or competitions you entered this afternoon. This is off the back of a giving away one of Richard Key's old Sky Sports a bright yellow jackets back in the mm. day on 90 Minutes. Andy was sent a picture of it the other day. Um, I won a sat-nav on your very station, says Tom, which was pretty pointless because I'm blind. I'm, I'm actually not quite sure why I bothered entering. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Yeah, good. Uh, I won a golf tournament as a junior at my local club and the prize was a four-piece crystal whiskey de- decanter and glass set. Uh, I was 12 years old, <laughs> says uh, James in uh, Wrexham. Uh, my mother many years ago won a mystery prize at the local butchers and asked me to go with her to collect it. She didn't drive. The address was a farm outside Birmingham, so off we went, and upon arrival, there was a local newspaper photographer. The farmer took us to a pen and said, take your pick, you've won a live turkey. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with that? That's from Abdul. Thank you very much for that. Um, so keep those coming, talksport.com. Text 81089, tweet to and J. That's J. We want some of the weird and wonderful competition prizes you've won or competitions you entered with odd prizes in. Steve has got in touch with me. He heard me talking about uh, what a dreadful game it was. And mm. he, he said, he said, I've said for years, all league format football competitions should award no points to either team for a nil-nil draw. Surely would discourage defensive dross. It's an interesting point, that, isn't it? Because if you did get nothing for a nil-nil... It would be an incentive, wouldn't it, to go go for it? I suppose it would be. I mean, they've, they've talked about those sort of things before. Incentives for goals were more. You get an extra point if a goal's got more than the game's got more than three <laughs> goals and all that. It all sounds a bit convoluted. So I said to him, "Good idea," but then he sent me this. He said, "Thanks so much for getting in touch. Wedding photography starts from twelve hundred pounds. For detailed quotes, please fill out the quick inquiry form. Yeah, if you'd like to book me for your wedding. You plan on getting he remarried?" Said, he said, "Apologies for the auto reply." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not planning on it, no. Well, 1,200 quid, I don't know what the going rate is. The other thing I didn't know what the going rate was for was uh, a a Premier League football shirt. Um, Tottenham have brought out a couple of new shirts Mm. uh, and I'm just looking at the website. They they were emailing me, trying to sell me stuff, as they often do. I don't blame them for that. 
these are tough times. And uh, <laughs> there's the new, oh, there's the third kit in bright yellow, and there's this sort of green mm. cycling, like a St. Etienne shirt. It's quite nice, the yeah. Norway kit. But it said seventy pounds, and I thought, oh, that'll be the match worn. No, well, that'll be the the one which has you know got all the badges, yeah, the yeah, one yeah. that the players wear. And it wasn't. It's the bog standard shirt, <sighs> seventy quid. There's the going rate. For, it's a lot of money. It for is for a club shirt yeah. these days. The only thing about a football shirt is it does last forever. The only thing is they become dated as well, of course. Yeah. So, oh, and uh, they introduced the third kit, and they said, oh yeah. Hashtag it's a Chelsea thing. I put hashtag it's a Palace thing. It's, it's basically Palace's own I thought own it shirt. was when I saw that they've got a model wearing it, and I thought it was Palace's new home kit. When you look at it, you think Andy Gray, Jeff Thomas, righty. You don't think of any Chelsea players at all. Right. It looks like it's a real, you know, Alan Pardew scoring that goal against Liverpool. It's a 1990 really Crystal odd. Palace kit. Strange, Bonkers. isn't it? Uh, what is it? What Max Rushen has just texted us. What is he saying here? Uh, he said, I, it was the best phone-in I ever did at another station. Oh, OK. Said, what competition did you win on the station that we didn't send you? And the phone lines went uh, crazy. A highlight was one bloke who won Barbara Streisand's greatest hits, uh, but the CD2 was missing. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because the people at the Bean probably only liked her early stuff. <laughs> Um, this comes from Kieran, who says, I won a competition to meet Shay Given in a pub in Birmingham. <laughs> it's a strange Win! Win the chance to meet Shay Given in a pub in Birmingham. I mean, if you don't live in, but it's a bit like Goffy. And the, we've got the ultimate competition yeah. clip, the Goffy one. We'll have to find that, John. We'll dig out oh, the Goffy. Oh, yeah, I love that one, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, mm. I'm English, and I'm a West Brom fan, so I had no real urge to meet Shay Given. I mm. didn't go in the end, says Kieran. Um, he's a nice well, man, Shay Given. Not Shay sitting in a pub on his own waiting for you. <laughs> I hope he's still not there, <laughs> nursing a pint of Guinness. Yeah. But I, if somebody offered me the chance to meet Shea Given in a pub in Birmingham, what's it take, about an hour and 20 minutes from mm. Houston? I'd go. I'd definitely go. I might. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be more if it was a pub in Chiswick. Would you go? Would you go? This is the big question this afternoon, so uh, <laughs> let us know. And anyway, yeah, so this is, this is what a competition prize this is. Check it out. We have a winner, don't we, Goffey? Yes, we have. Congratulations, Darren. You've just won a break to Turkey for you and a mate from Gatwick. <laughs> what if you haven't got a mate from Gatwick? <laughs> this was always the problem, wasn't it? I don't know anybody who lives in the Gatwick area. Need to be someone who actually worked worked at the airport, wouldn't it? It's really, very true. I would think. It wouldn't be enough for it to be near Gatwick. It's not ideal, really. So we're still waiting, aren't we? Still? We are. We're still waiting. I imagine Gareth, uh, he was due to speak to the press, but something's come up, I sense. <laughs> something's come up. But you can't do that. Djokovic did down. the same thing. He didn't face the press. That didn't help him either. Oh, no, he's going to do it. He's just... I know. You know he's... I mean, they're firefighting at the moment, aren't they? It's obvious. Well, I suppose. He's you... sitting there with a press team saying, OK, are we going to handle this? <laughs> we, can you what? handle it? I mean, I know. It's, it's, it's not ideal, is it, The other really? thing, you know, not just for your own sake, but you put the manager in such a difficult position. Mm. I just think the thought process is when they're out doing that, they've, fi- they've finished the game, they've gone out. What's the thought process that, that yeah. makes you do I know, you know, obviously, there's an obvious one, but apart from that... I mean, I don't know. Who knows what the circumstances are? They both seem like good lads on, on the face of it. It's a very strange story, this. Hopefully, we'll, we'll find out from Gareth what's gone on at the moment. We've got an Icelandic newspaper report that goes into quite a lot of detail. Mm. And we've also got um, sort of the British press picking up on it and Martin Ziegler from The Times saying that uh, Gareth will confirm very shortly that the players will not be travelling to Denmark with the rest of the team. And the other thing is how much interaction have they had 
with the rest of the team since. We don't know if they've contracted the virus, of course, but... Um, well, did they have breakfast with them on the Sunday? When did they discover this? I've got no oh, idea. So, I mean, we, we're going to chat to Ali Ross later on, Tartan Army foot soldier, about the fact that Scotland are taking on a Czech Republic 11, Sean and most of their better players. And so um, I wonder if they, that could happen again. They all know they just lived through this whole post-lockdown period where everything was so tight and everything was so controlled and the balls and the yeah. posts, they've seen all this. They must know the situation. It's not like that you could say, oh, they're ignorant of this, they didn't realise or, you know. It's fairly dumb, isn't it, really? Yeah. If, as reported, you know. Yeah, I mean, we've seen, and the only way sport really works at that level is if, you know, you do the right thing, as we've seen in the cricket. Yeah. Joffre fell foul of that and as we've seen in the NBA which has worked brilliantly because the players well apart from one or two went out and got chicken wings and uh, another <laughs> lad who went to a club uh, but, but, but in every situation you know people have broken the protocols um, again somewhat very good these competition prizes you're sending in uh, I played my granddad in a cribbage competition says Dean uh, first prize was a holiday nice. well I beat him but because I was 15 we couldn't have the holiday uh, I ended up with a tiny plastic cup <laughs> so to say he was unhappy was an understatement yeah you should have thrown the game Dean against your granddad you could have had a lovely so holiday no one won the you. holiday no one won the holiday no because oh, they're a bit of a swizz, isn't they're, it? I won a prize baby competition in the 70s says uh, Adam my parents won a year's supply of chocolate dessert I'm allergic to chocolate <laughs> says that's Adam in Southend the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast 
from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs uh, here on TalkSport. Now, imagine getting that phone call that says, uh, do you fancy a month around Sicily with uh, Ray Winston? Just, you know, basically, <laughs> just travel about in a car and people will film it. And uh, you'll eat some great food and you'll drink some great wine. You'll generally have mm. a, a good time. I mean, yeah. probably wouldn't take a great deal of time <laughs> to make your mind up. Yeah. Uh, let's see if, if that was the case. Matt Lorenzo is uh, one of the uh, people that did just that with his old mate Ray uh, for a new TV series. Good afternoon, Matt. Uh, good afternoon, chaps. Tough sell, was it? <laughs> um, it was quite difficult. I don't know why people think it was easy. Uh, I probably uh, put ten years, took ten years off my life expectancy trying to follow him around for a month. Um, but it, it finished up pretty much like we wanted it to. It was um, three friends uh, together in a great place doing uh, a lot of great things. And I keep looking at the synopsis here. Mostly wine and restaurants crop yeah. up. Oh, it, fair enough. It looked like a lot of fun. It that was uh, Sunday across. Times Critics' Choice. So you must have been pleased about that. Yeah, I was quite surprised, but very pleased. I think it's, it's aimed squarely at a Sunday Times audience, actually. Andy, <laughs> <I think. laughs> so, uh, how long have you? How far do you and Ray go back? I take—is it a West Ham-related love-in thing? Yeah, there's a there's a West Ham connection. Um, actually, Ray's childhood friend is a very good friend of mine, Russell True, and uh, he introduced me to Ray. And, and the football is something we have in common. And we just um, we had a lunch together with Bruno, who's the other party on the trip. Uh, he runs restaurants, um, and we thought it'd be great to give Bruno a plug, turn him into the new uh, chef of the TV, if you like. And uh, Ray loves Sicily, absolutely loves the place, and I'm supposed to know a little bit about television. So it was a, a happy happy meeting, really, and we decided to do it. We got a little clip now. This was uh, Ray explaining, uh, while you're travelling around in the car, Ray explaining uh, the first time he ever went to Sicily. You've always told me the story that you came into Sicily because of West Ham. Yeah, West Ham Palermo. West Ham Palermo. And we got a, we took a hammering, we got locked in the ground for three hours after, <laughs> and the Palermo supporters were <laughs> on us. And, and we happened to be there. We were on the, on, on, behind the goal. See, yeah. we, were, we were there at the same time. We didn't know each other. There we are. So, yeah, it, they, they say the fun, the fun of it and the enjoyment of it really does uh, come across. You learn a bit as well uh, on the way. I'm sure you did as well about, about the island. We did, actually. It's, it's a beautiful place. And, uh, you know, it's, it, Ray's actually got hidden depths. He, he's got a, a real thirst for knowledge. And uh, he, he was the journalist on the trip. He was asking all the questions. And the people loved him. He's got a great affinity with the Sicilians. That's why he's out there. A mate of his, his Sicilian, took him there on holiday and he fell in love with the place. But anyway, uh, his version of uh, the Odysseus story is uh, unmissable. Uh, it's, it's not quite Kenneth Clark. Um, <laughs> we also went to the museum... Uh, that was full of, uh, I think, Archimedes' inventions. There were 10 of them, but no-one had actually told us what they were for, so we invented their uses ourselves. That's uh, another one that's going to get us a bastard, I think. <laughs> you Any football involved at all? Have you come across anybody uh, we playing? We play football, yeah. Um, we play football on the beach with some kids. Um, that was good fun. And we played football. There was a, an oil exporter, a very nice man who... Um, took us home for lunch, and we played in the back garden with his kid. Didn't actually meet any footballers. As you've heard there, one of the cultural highlights was um, Ray's first trip to Sicily. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you film this last summer, presumably pre-COVID, or have you done it, it since? Was, yeah, it was pre-COVID, yeah. and uh, it, it was a bit different in that we didn't get commissioned by a, a channel. We paid for it ourselves uh, oh. and sold it on, which... Um, which I hope has worked. We'll find out, won't we? Uh, it's hmm. going to be on uh, Blaze TV, so we can find that on sort of Freeview and Sky and everything quite easily. Yeah, it's on all of those uh, Freeview, Sky, Virgin TV. Um, so you can look it up. Just 
tap Blaze TV into Google and uh, you'll be able to find out where to get it. Excellent. And how many parts? Is it a mm. one-off or is it a, a few parts? No, six times one hour. Oh, no, brilliant. Um, yeah. But it, we went all over the place um, and I think it's worth it. I think, I think if nothing else, you'll want to go there yourself uh, yeah, yeah. when you see it. Sounds, sounds good. Let's have a bit of a West Ham chat because I thought post lockdown it looked pretty impressive. Suchik and Mac- Mikel Antonio is so key for West Ham, isn't he? And we knew he plays well. You lot seem to play well. Yeah, he's a terrific mm. player. Um, I mean, we did end the season well. I'm not quite sure what went on on Saturday, losing five three uh, to a newly relegated side. But um, there's been things going on behind the scenes there. Mm. Be interesting to see what happens come the season proper. Yeah, the, the, the Grady Dean Garner stuff. We were talking about it last week and we mm. couldn't quite fathom why a, a player who played so well for West Brom as he did, you wouldn't welcome him back thinking, well, that's a player that, that we should be working with. And I, I guess Mark Noble and one or two of the other senior players at West Ham feel the same. Yeah, I, I thought uh, Mark's tweets, uh, I called it cataclysmic. Maybe that's a little bit over the top. But when the captain of the club says how disappointed he is by what the club has done. Hmm. I think uh, full, full marks to him for speaking out, but I, I, it would indicate that there's some sort of disunity there between board and, and uh, changing room, uh, dressing room. I'm, I'll be interested to see how we get on. You're, you're not yeah. buying this. I, I mean, it seems to be the briefing from the board is that they need that money to strengthen in other areas. And they don't want to lose uh, Declan Rice, do they? That's a big thing too. Well, if that happens, and there's every chance that it might, it's just as well there'll be no crowds at the stadium for a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would go. Uh, they'd be very, very disappointed, to put it mildly, if that happens. So, what are your expectations for the season, then, Matt? Uh, well, we won fifth worst in the league this time. Very happy with that. <laughs> so, if we get sixth worst, that'll be an improvement, <laughs> won't it? Yeah, you'd you, you'd imagine they'll do a bit better than that, I think. Oh, there's, you know, in bubbles, the line is fortune's always hiding, and it does do a good job of hiding where we're concerned, but it's the pain that keeps you going. It's the hope that kills you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so what's your finest moment in the series? I mean, obviously, there's a ray focus, because, uh, you know, uh, but, I mean, it's one of the bits you really enjoyed, the standout bits for you in, in the series. Um, well, there are lots of great things. Going to the top of Mount Etna was fantastic. Mm. Uh, going on a boat to the islands and all sorts of things. But I thought the best bit is we, we celebrated the end of filming with a barbecue at Ray's place. I don't know where he got them from, but he got this fantastic band together with a saxophonist and a trombonist, goodness knows what. And he sang, I've got you under my skin. <laughs> Sicily being under my... And I tell you what, if he wasn't an actor, he'd be a singer. Oh, wow. It's well worth yeah. waiting for that. That'll be the, the Ray Winston album, yeah. won't it? Next, that'll be yeah, yeah, good stuff. Well, we look forward to it, Matt. Good to talk to you. All the best, and you. Thanks very much, lads. Matt Lorenzo, there you can catch him and uh, friends and Ray Winston tonight on Blaze TV, uh, travelling round Sicily, having a good time. As I said, the kind of warmth mm. of it does really come out, and the food and drink is very interesting. Stuff. He doesn't hand Matt a drum and say to him, "Have a bang on that." He, I don't think he does. <laughs> okay. I don't. There's no socks full of billiard balls. There'd be absolutely no point uh, for for that happening okay. in this context. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. From Talk Sport. Fans of Wuhan Zhao, I think that's the name of the team. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Chinese football club were allowed to attend their first match since lockdown. And they really have got back to normal life in China, which is amazing. Apparently, though, the latest figures, I find this amazing, only 19 new cases across the whole of China, which is incredible, really. Right. When you think how it's come back in other places, yeah. it really is quite remarkable. They've had, they had sort of little kind of mini spikes in, I thought they 
bits mm. of China, haven't they? But they're coming, you know, lockdown means lockdown, oh, as yeah, they say, yeah. over there, doesn't oh, it? So, so that, yeah. that probably uh, that's, that's probably got true. A lot Not a lot of people having clandestine trips to the pub. And uh, a man has beaten his own world record for the longest full-body contact with ice cubes. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, what's the point? It's his own record. What's the point? I can't see, you know, no one else seems to do it. Two hours in a, in a kind of vat of ice cubes. Yes. Well done to him. Um, have you seen the latest Barcelona kit, Andy? Have you seen it? Um... The I third kit, third, the third kit. kit. Yeah, it's, it's, I can't remember what it looked like. It's, well, it, I mean, I think once you've seen it, your, your retinas would remember. It? It's it's almost like Stabilo are, the, are their kit designers. <laughs> remember that bright yellow one? It's like the highlighter pen. This is pink. This is <laughs> really? Stabilo highlighter pen. These pink. Yeah, it's, these acid colours. I, I yeah. can't think they're big sellers. These and uh, it's cause I don't know. No, I don't like our one. I don't like a lot of them, really. They're not, they're not great, and I'm a big fan of kits. You so are, that's yeah. true. Uh, we're, we're speaking to John uh, Ketley about the weather soon, and we're not oh, about other stuff. Burnley, mainly well. Burnley, Burnley, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I love the fact that the Daily Star are still persevering with the scare stories. So mm. today it says, Indian summer to roast Britain. You think, oh, God, no, not roasting. Yeah, uh, it's going to get up. Mercury could hit 25 degrees uh, this weekend. So really, no one's roasting. It's just a pleasant 25. Five degrees. Yeah. Maybe so, able to fry an yeah. egg in the high street, will you? <laughs> Indian summer to be quite pleasant for Britain. Yeah. Isn't quite as good a headline. Well, it's not going to grab you, is it? <laughs> quite pleasant weather coming. Um, we also mentioned earlier on, Andy had been alerted to this old mm. thing we did in 90 Minutes magazine back in the day. And uh, it was uh, to um, give us a competition prize, Richard Key's jacket that he wore on, uh, on Sky Sports on Monday mm. Night Football, the bright yellow one, remember, in the early days. And Richard Keyes would have to wear the bright yellow, the bright green, the very sort of Monday Night Football US style jackets. And I don't think he was a massive fan of, to be honest, and was quite happy to ditch. And when he did, he kindly gave us one to give us a competition prize. So that was a fairly unusual. We haven't found the owner of it yet. Andy, That's a shame. Fairly I can't un- remember who it was. unusual competition prize to give away. So you've been telling us about some of yours. I won Johnny Wilkinson 2003 World Cup rugby game for Windows XP. Shame I had Windows 98. <laughs> Uh, biggest laugh was I won it on your show says Colebrook Royals Seniors has it arrived yet I've never (laughs) I've never understood I've never understood why people enter competitions when they get the prize and it's actually no good to them they don't want it Um, it's true I've had a question come in from Steve Um, Mm. he said Andy have you had your Loch Ness shirt yet I ordered mine on the same day as yours, yeah, and I have no. still haven't got mine. You haven't got yours? No. It's, it's a new... It's a mystery, isn't it? It's a mystery. It? It's the mystery of the Loch Ness shirt. It's gone missing. To be fair to them, they are brilliant shirts, and we know the club was struggling to get the orders out because yeah, because of doing shows like this. They yeah, were inundated, fault, weren't they? Yeah, no, exactly. it'll come in the fullness of time. It'll have it for Christmas, don't worry. Um, yes, uh, Dev says, I once hmm. met... Uh, sorry, I once won Letter of the Month in a football magazine. Can't remember which one. I want a Snickers goodie bag and 48 bars of Snickers. I'm allergic to peanuts, <laughs> says, <laughs> says Ben. Again, no, did not... you know it was Snickers based, though, Ben? Because well, if you did, it. I've got no sympathy for you. Now, there's one thing if you're 21 and 18 to get into trouble, but... Um, 20 and 18. 20 and yeah, 18. But when you're 37, like Yaya Torre, did you see this? Oh, I did, yeah, I did you got acts from the weekends. that went badly wrong. Well, I think it? he did, really, yes. Yeah. He, he sort of offered that he could... You know, he, could he could supply. Yes, 19 Certain... girls or something. But, That's I mean, right, yeah. yes, well done. Honestly, that is embarrassing for him, really, isn't it? And uh, you know, he would he would have enjoyed it, I think. So there you go. But there was what, a what are you talking about? He would have enjoyed what? No, the game. Oh, okay, there. fair enough. I'm yeah. best you qualified that. <laughs> I'm sure he would have enjoyed. Well, it. I think he would have enjoyed both, but yeah. he would definitely have enjoyed 
<laughs> the game. Did uh, you see Andy? They've just uh, the good people at uh, Virgin Media decided to ask people what they think the biggest waste of money mm. in uh, in world football ever was, and um, they they went number the top ten. Number one was uh, was Torres. Chelsea from Liverpool. I mean, would you say it was the greatest way? I mean, he got you through to yes. a Champions League final that you ultimately won. Mm, well, Scored that goal against Barcelona. Yeah, I think he was already through, even if they hadn't got that goal, hadn't they? On away goals. But the thing is, look, he just it just didn't work for him. I and mean, you know, the I don't think Ancelotti particularly wanted him. The the owner at that point was into sort of trophy purchases. Torres had always played well against Chelsea. Yeah, even when he was struggling for Liverpool towards the end. I think they played Chelsea and they, he still had another good game and he still scored a couple of goals. So on the face of it, it looked like a good purchase, but, you know, it should have been by Beware, really, because he was never quite the same player. One of these is still live. Number 10 is Nicolas Pepe to, from Lille to Arsenal. Oh, that's rubbish. He's, I mean, he's shown enough already. Yeah. To, I mean, you know, know he, that, that may, that may come good, so I'm yeah. not sure they were asking. I love a, a stupid survey, and this is a, a tasty burger is what 85% of people would choose as their final meal. Oh, yeah. However, a whopping 68% think gherkin ruins the treat. I wouldn't be worried if you're about to give your final meal. <laughs> Surely. But anyway, there you go. Um, Chris in Stoke claims that his granddad won a pair of Neville Chamberlain's trousers in a raffle. <laughs> <laughs> he acquired them when Chamberlain left Downing Street in 1940. Really? Yeah. It's and, a strange uh, thing, isn't it? What about that? Again, well, how many tickets would you buy for that? <laughs> so keep them coming. Um, some of the unusual uh, prizes. Probably turn up on the Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. Yeah. I have in my pocket a piece of paper he would have found. Imagine it was the other piece of paper that said, you know, he, he didn't trust Hitler. Yeah. But it was inside those trousers. He had two bits of paper. I think Prime Ministers he got in the, the past... wrong one out. Uh, Prime Ministers in the past, uh, oh, quite recently, have had uh, two different takes on something and only mm. gone with one of them. Yeah, so yeah. you never know, do you? No. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sports. So weather-wise, John, what can we expect long-term? What sort of winds are we in for? We turn to you for the long-range forecast. <laughs> Anybody can look out the window. Well, of course they can. I'm looking out the window now, and it's, oh, it's just stopped raining. That was the rain that wasn't forecast, yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I mean, I look one step at a time. It's, it's, it's you know, I could be a football manager... They will say we go one game at a time. I look for one game at a time when it comes to the weather as well. We're looking for next Saturday. It's the start of the uh, the season, really, yeah. isn't it, in anger. And there's some pretty decent weather coming up, especially across England. There is some rain coming into western Scotland, I think, on Saturday afternoon. But it looks like it's warming up for a few days. So I'm very optimistic that mm. at the start of next week we're going to see higher temperatures. It's actually pretty warm tomorrow, too, I might say, 24 degrees in London. Uh, but 25, 26 is certainly possible at the beginning of next week. It's the sort of time of the year, this one, September, when you can have two different things. It's a very enigmatic month. Mm. Uh, tell your friends about this. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it can be ex-hurricanes coming across the Atlantic and bringing you widespread storms, you yeah. know, stormy weather mm. and torrential rain and football matches abandoned at half-time and all this kind of thing. Or you can have the heat waves, the, uh, what they might call in the media, the... Uh, the uh, what do they call it? <laughs> what do they call it? Indian summer. Indian yeah, summer. Yeah. It's, it's just a phrase that I don't use. You see, it's, it's mm. an Indian summer. Yeah. Uh, the media love it. Uh, but if you get a bit of hot weather in September, October, it's called an Indian summer in the media, and that's what could also happen this month. Okay. Well, we we, yeah. we will look out. For have that. you got a weather map at home? Right, a weather map at home. I've got weather maps for every no, no, day. No, no, like <laughs> a big 
map of Britain where you can stand in front and I pictured him there pointing at a green screen John as he did all of that just I like was, the old days I was pointing at the dictionary trying to find the word I was looking for but um, <laughs> you didn't have green screens John did you you just had bits that stuck on a map of England that would oh, occasionally that, fall off hey that's going back a long time Maybe, yeah. hey, I don't know if you you know you're involved in Harry Hill's programme aren't you at the moment yes yeah mm. yeah you are are they going to do one on the weather do you know what not not in this series oh, who knows right. if, they, if they invite us back for more I think, <laughs> I think weather yeah, might quite be a rich one. scene. I think it could be, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm available for any weather inserts. You know. oh, good. Good stuff. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs uh, here on TalkSport. People following the Icelandic uh, website where all these stories emanated today. Oh, there is tedious. Honestly. There is a further update mm. uh, involving transcripts of the conversations if, if you are titillated enough to go and check that out. It'll be in your papers tomorrow. They'll sell their story. They will. Well, um, we'll see. Um, sure, more on that to come. But uh, we're going to talk Scotland now. And Scotland take on the Czech Republic in the Nations League this evening. But uh, because uh, of an outbreak of COVID-19 in the Czech camp, they find themselves with a 24-man squad with only two capped players. Players have been brought out of retirement. Mm. One who's not played for four years, another for two years. It's like the wild geese. Uh, Panenka's coming on if it goes to pens. <laughs> Evo Victor. Evo Victor's in goal. Remember him from the 1970 <laughs> yeah, yeah. World Cup? Pelly tried to chip him. <laughs> it's it's going to be a strange night. And uh, Steve Clark, the Scotland manager, said, does this put your boys under more pressure? Oh, no, no, no. I think it probably does. <laughs> what about the Tartan Army? How are they feeling about uh, losing to a Czech? Not that they have, of course. I fully expect them to go there and do the job. But uh, Ali Ross, who uh, follows Scotland around the world with the Tartan Army and is the son's uh, fine uh, TV critic, joins us now. Good afternoon, Ali. Hey, afternoon, guys. How are you doing? Yeah. So, I mean, I suppose in some ways you'd think, oh, this is a tap-in now. We're so confident. They've got this ragbag team of uh, Czech League footballers that have suddenly got to turn out when they've not not trained but of course with it with the greatest of respect this is scotland of which we speak isn't it yeah I, <laughs> that, that was a, a freudian slip earlier there paul when you said we'd already lost to them but uh, <laughs> it, it's kafkaesque this isn't it? <laughs> it is it is indeed he may it's get on <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take Eva Hutzigover off after 89 minutes when she's tiring yeah <laughs> I, I, I just said trying to put a comedy Czech 11 together would have much you know you'd have much knowledge of outside of Prague has not proved has not proved that easy you gave me Tom Stoppard earlier on you think he may be <laughs> he may be playing at the back I, I had him in the centre of defence <laughs> yeah. Emil Zatopek just for a bit of yeah give him some width yeah, it's um, this is designed for Scotland to trip up. Isn't it? <laughs> they surely yeah, yeah. can't, surely not. I think if they had a typhoid and cholera outbreak as well, we could be able to sniff of a draw. <laughs> just a coronavirus. It's it gets into the Scottish psyche. We always seem to raise our game against really good teams. Yes, true. That's what I'm saying. If you were playing a, a, mm. a full strength Brazil, I'd fancy you more than a mm. half baked Czech side. It's, <laughs> it is. You're right. It's it's in the DNA, isn't it? Really, the it DNA. We we played them in a friendly about a year ago away in Prague and won. Mm. And they were at full strength then. And it's, it's still a friendly, okay, but and we were, we we played pretty well, but. Uh, 
stick this random lot together and um, I say they're random. We played like we'd never met before. On <laughs> why, why don't you play Israel again? Because you don't play them enough. <laughs> don't believe me. Yeah. Three times oh, in a month man. after you've already played them twice recently. We're up against them more than Hezbollah. At the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So look, um, I know what Steve's saying, you know, we're just, we've got to play the game, we've got to turn out and play whoever we play, but it does add more pressure, you would mm. think. I mean, this is, they're going to be playing with absolutely no pressure, this sort of, this this Czech 11, are they really? They're not, no, not, 22 of them haven't been capped. The, the, there's only, is it Roman Hub, Hubcap or someone like that? <laughs> Hubcap. That's yeah, that's it, yeah. Hubcap. <laughs> oh, that's he fighting playing, talk, that is. <laughs> he was playing in the infamous 4-6-0 game, which I, I attended and, and spoke. You brought the news to me, actually. We were playing 4-6-0 live on air. <laughs> and I, I'd had a couple of drinks by then. I didn't take it so well. But it, it certainly was a foretaste of what was to come. But, yeah, you, this is probably a Czech golden generation coming through in the under-21s, which is another thing which happens when Scotland draw a team. Suddenly they unearth. Uh, it's like we, we, we started drawing Belgium recently just when they had Eden Hazard and all these players coming mm. through. So it, I wouldn't put a bet on it tonight. No. So, no, I wouldn't put a bet on Scotland winning. But uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch. Had the boot been on the other foot, it'd be interesting to see who would have got the call up. If Scotland had found yeah. 22 players were not available for selection and maybe they had to call. I mean, Koisty might have got on, mightn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he would have had to miss the breakfast show and report for duty at Troon. Would uh, Ryan Fraser and Ollie McBurney still have pulled out? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you do, you think, what would happen if England suddenly had 22 players? I mean, they could they could put, you know, put the kids no, yeah, in and all yeah, that, yeah, but yeah, still, sure. it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating thing. Thought, wasn't it? The, I, I would be warming up behind the goal. I think, be, <laughs> I think you're doing some stretches, getting in the manager's eye line just in case. <laughs> the um, yeah, we heard from Chad Thomas today on breakfast with Laura and the gang. Actually, he's the England fan who isolated for five days in Iceland, so in quarantine, so he could stand behind a fence and and watch England. <laughs> I mean, that is. <laughs> but I would imagine there's a level of commitment among the Tartan army. Did he really do that? Yeah, yeah. He went over. Yeah, they, they spoke to him on breakfast this morning. He went over at the game. He spent 70 quid on flights, 410 for an 11 night stay in an Airbnb in Reykjavik, and, effectively, like and watched it through that. a fence. I, I booked this week. Um, so there's no column tomorrow. So I booked this week off in the expectation I would be in Glasgow and uh, Prague. Hmm. Um, oh. But so I just spent the week weekend playing golf in Fife instead which was I have to say a lot more relaxing than going to watch two Scotland <laughs> oh boy and yeah, uh, nice yeah I mean I wonder if any of the Tartan army have travelled I was at Edinburgh airport last night and there was one group of five right <laughs> and they were heading over to, to yeah, but, but they had the stuff on so uh, right. I, I presume but there only seemed to be a flight to Bucharest and then you're looking at a hell of a train journey aren't you yeah I was trying to work out. They, they might just have been wearing Scotland tops for the the bravado, but <laughs> I would like to, to. I know some guys have booked up and uh, they've got hotels and flights and all yeah. the rest of it. And I'm, fair play to them. I'm going for a late Tierney header, uh, uh, header from a corner to win it two one 
in the Ooh. 91st minute this evening. That's so, far uh, too exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Rip your arm off for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ali. All the best. Cheers, Always Ali. a pleasure. There Take we you. are, Ali Ross there. Titan Army <laughs> foot soldier Stuart Weir says, I hope Evo Victor's in goal. We gubbed, uh, we gubbed him twice during the 70s. <laughs> so okay. he wants him in. He's in it. He's, he's, he's still with 78. 78. So mm. look, you never know. He might, he might come on second half. Sadly, Mazapust is no longer with ah, us. But uh, Penenka is for him to come on for the yeah. pen. That would well, be brilliant, be, wouldn't it? How's he going to take it? He goes to pen. Low in the corner. I think Panenka definitely <laughs> after that penalty if, I mean how did Panenka take penalties after that I mean I suppose you, I mean in the end it would be a double bluff yeah. every time he'd well, chip it down there, the middle you? chip yeah. it down the middle the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport don't ask me to leave it out or turn it up Five questions for Andy based on last week's shows all be out over four days. Andy, the first one from Friday. Yes. We spoke to the director of football at Borton Rovers. Why on Friday? Oh, because of the uh, River game. It had to take place at uh, 7 o'clock in the morning. That's the right. Yeah, almost too much information. River football, not uh, not River start. Plate. Good start. Great start. <laughs> um, OK, we spoke to somebody on Thursday about his book, Simply the Best, named after a fine Tina Turner song. Who was the person we spoke to? Simply the Best. On Thursday, the book's called Simply the Best. It's his new book on Thursday. Uh, not Dylan Hartley. No, that was his book was called The Hurt. This was David <laughs> Bumble Lloyd. Oh, yeah. He spoke to Bumble and he said, we passed you by. Uh, Jay Devereaux is the Start man- the car. Start the car, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Jay Devereaux is the manager of which team they had their debut in the FA Cup. We spoke to him Wednesday. Jay Devery, the Wednesday. First hashtag United. Hashtag United, well done. Oh, that's good. Um, we spoke to a former Leicester winger, also has a new book out called Out of the Darkness. Very interesting chat with him. Who was the former oh, Leicester yeah, winger? that's good book. Matty Piper. That's right, we spoke to Matt Piper. And then we also spoke to Jason Roberts on that day. And uh, he talked about his involvement with which island in the West Indies where he develops oh, their yeah. football. Can you remember which island it was, Andy? Oh. See, I, I was there recently and saw his yeah. minibus parked. Grenada? Well done. Yeah, so you it was Bumble that did for you. Bumble, Not indirectly. Really. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon show. We return tomorrow. Anybody, do I need to tell the listeners about who we've got on tomorrow? Have you no. not? No. Our producer hasn't got a clue. That bodes well. Starting with a blank canvas. No sleep for us tonight. Okay, thanks for listening. We'll uh, we'll catch up with you soon. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.